Welcome to the Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Martin, and we're back finally after our season preview episode. Sorry for the delay. Unfortunately, uh, we had some ER issues at my house. And mine. <laughs> yeah. I had a daughter just extremely sick all week, and so keeping us up all night. So I was only getting like about three hours of sleep and then going to work for eight, nine hours and then coming Dude, home to brutal. it again. So it was brutal for a couple of days. So the day Christmas came over... My daughter had like 102 temperature, and I didn't yeah. want to get Chris sick. And then and ended Thursday, up being the and Thursday least of my problems is I pulled a uh, Paul Stasny on a Thursday night in our floor hockey game and uh, gracefully uh, entered the game over the boards, tripped, and uh, essentially severely sprained my left arm. Like all of it, it sucks. I'm going to sling. And yeah, so. It's really awful when you're left-handed, and you have to learn how to do everything right-handed at 37 years old. I feel like a toddler. Yeah, so Chris is a little injured, but uh, we're able to hear. We're going to go through all the games since the beginning of the season. We're going to get ready to watch the Blues versus the Ducks in about 34 minutes. So yep. hopefully we'll finish up in that time. If not, it's on recording already. It's not Perfect. a big deal. So Blues season starts uh, Thursday, October 9th, against the defending Eastern Conference champions, the New York Rangers. Yep. So uh, a lot of pomp and circumstance. A lot of people were not impressed by the uh, I noticed opening, that. like, ceremony deal well you know I and also uh, the well, let's go into that that's the next game but. the team hyped it up quite a bit too so i think it might have been twofold of you know in, in the days and even i think the two days leading into the home opener and then the day of the home opener the blues official twitter twitter feed was like be there by six be there by six a lot of cool stuff tonight be there by six yep so i think people were like oh my god uh, is it, is it going to rain money like what's going to happen like are we all getting free season tickets so, you know, I mean, dude, it's the start of a season. It's, it is what it is. So everybody's there. And like I said, I mean, we were actually, we had a game that night. We technically, we had it's a game, true. we had a game that night. And then, uh, actually the team didn't show up because half of them were at the blues game. Correct. So, so we won in a forfeit. So we were able to hurry up to the, uh, the post real quick and be able to catch actually the uh, opening announcement of all the players and actually yep. to be all the game, which I was kind of happy about which i ended up i taped uh the pregame just to see if there was anything else yeah I did and that's really all they showed yeah they so didn't really show much i don't know what was or not before the fox sports midwest feed but yeah a lot of people just were not yeah if you got any uh, if you got any insight on that just go ahead and hit us up at our on twitter at blues hockey nhl or on yep. facebook blues hockey podcast so game starts the blues uh I think looked pretty good to start, and then kind of uh, unfortunately early on, uh, Rick Nash scores um, t- 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 four minutes and one second into the first period. As a goal is obviously his first from Chris Kreider, blue, and the Rangers are up one nothing. You know, it, off it, a turn, I believe that was the turnover with the Berglund. Yes, Shattenkirk to Berglund, which don't get me wrong, Berglund's my boy and everything. Yeah. And everybody hates me for that because my two boys are Berglund and Jackman and the Whipping Boys. Yes, the they are. But, um, I, yeah, I thought that was on Jackman. I mean, excuse me, yeah, on Berglund. Um, I think when he received it, he wasn't looking up, and then just uh, Kreider just took it right from him. Yeah. Quick pass to Nash, and then Nash. Some people said it was a little bit weak, but I was like, if you're kind of reacting that quick, being Elliot, 
I thought it was. I thought it. I thought it was. It, I don't it, think it was, it was a bad hard. goal. I didn't think it was a bad goal either. But I thought. I think it was more of a bad turnover than anything. Yes. So bad turnover there. Uh, nothing going on in the second. Uh, just a little bit of uh, some penalties there. I thought the Blues power play might get happen. Can go in. I didn't like the one call on a uh, the whole hook and embellishment call that the, happened on uh, the dive on Tarasenko. Yeah, man. Uh, I I saw I the that. replay and I mean it didn't seem like. He dove or embellished that much. And that was the first of two embellishment penalties that period. There yeah. was also then Steve Ott got one somehow, which I didn't under both embellishment ones. I, yeah, I didn't understand that either. Ott's, I didn't understand as much, but uh, I thought Tarasenko's was like even worse. So a lot of penalties in the second. I mean, you had uh, a lot of power plays each way. Each team's killing them off. So nothing going there. But then you go into the third period, and finally Jaden Schwartz gets on the board, his first from... David Backus and Alex Petrangelo to tie the game one minute and 32 seconds into the third period. So I thought that uh, on that goal, that was when uh, kind of like come in on a breakaway, yep. not breakaway, but like a two, three on one, whatever mm-hmm. it was, and then he was able to bury it. So uh, It was solid. I mean, I think that is the type of goal that Blues fans are expecting to see more of this year. Crashing that, you know, good hard shots as we saw last night. Yeah. Jaden Schwartz, but we'll get into that game. Uh Really good. So Chris Kreider, I'm trying to remember the Kreider goal, but uh, off the top of my head, it doesn't ring a bell. Chris Kreider from Rick Nash and Martin St. Louis, six minutes and 30 seconds into the third period. So New York Rangers take a lead of two to one then. And then the Blues come charging back. And this was an amazing play by Tarasenko. Yeah. Which his goal was not credited to Vladimir Tarasenko. It was, it was credited to Paul Stasny. So his first goal was a blue at the 1042 mark. From Tarasenko and Schwartz. So Schwartz with a two uh, two point night. Uh, Tarasenko, a awesome move to go across the center and mm-hmm. shot through two or three people and somehow found the short side of uh, Henrik Lundqvist. I've seen that replay so many times and I still don't see where it hits Paul Stastny's. When I was listening to uh, Kerber on, I think the next day when they were talking about it on one on one ESPN, it was Kerber. No, it was uh, Rutherford. Excuse me. And it says it supposedly grant, glanced off Paul Stastny's knee, and Stastny said he didn't feel it. I so dude, I you watch that replay, and you don't see the puck like move at all. It just you see it flip like very slightly, but it could have just been like the trajectory of the yeah. puck. So I don't really know. Either way, it's in the net. I mean, I, I think it would. I thought it was a Tarasenko goal, but I mean, I don't care who scores it as long as it scores. Yep. So the Blues had a lot of momentum in the third period. I thought here, I did too, and they're going. Looks like it's heading towards an overtime. The puck's in our zone. We had trouble clearing it once again. Yep. Um, an extremely bad bounce. Petrangelo tries to clear the puck. It hits off one of the beams in yeah. the glass. Literally bounced to the middle of the ice. A quick pass from Mar- Martin St. Louis to Rick Nash. Rick Nash buries his second of the game at the 18-10 mark. Yeah, that it was a killer because that's one of those plays like you know Petro could could make that clear a hundred times. And maybe one or two times out of that hundred, that's going to happen. Yeah. So unfortunately, the Blues could not mount a co- comeback, and they fall in their home opener, three to two to the New York Rangers. So, is that the first home opener we've lost since Philadelphia? Uh, Philadelphia. I thought we won in overtime. Well, I went to one a couple years ago against Philly, where we lost. Was it overtime loss to Philly then? I don't remember. Hmm. We'll, have to, we'll look that up for uh, a little bit later here. Uh, next game, let's go into the Blues play the Calgary Flames. So, uh, kind of started off fast, to say the least. Yeah, less <laughs> than a minute in. It was the whole, uh, this game brought to you by Bud Light and the Blues score. score. Thank God. 
For once, it was the Blues score, not somebody else. Right. So 48 seconds in of extremely nice-looking tic-tac-toe play between Paul Stastny, Alexander Steen, Steen, and the goal scorer, Joachim Lindstrom. He changed the way his name is pronounced. Sure. Yesterday. So it's not Joachim or Joachim. It's Joachim Lindstrom. It's like, he's like, I didn't feel like correcting anybody. It's like, no, we got to say your name, right? So Joachim Lindstrom. It's first as a blue, first as a season. This is from Stastny and Steen off an awesome looking play it was beautiful i mean that that's a sports center highlight of sports center cared about hockey um and i think you know this is the direction that the blues are going to it's more finesse it's fast paced it's accurate precise passing quick pass quick accurate yeah yeah um so transition you know i think that you will see much more of this as the year progresses as these lines get to know each other better and start to you know be able to read where each other's going to be but that was a beautiful goal to start the game so that was actually number five on the nhl uh tonight countdown that night i made note as it should be so at least it was a number five i'll take it and then later on the period david backus gets the nice tip in front of the goal doing what he does best yep his first goal of the year, a power play goal from Kevin Shattenkirk and Paul Stastny with his second assist of the game at 8.44 of the first period. So Blues 2 nothing in the first uh, first period, looking good against a Calgary team that just beat uh, Edmonton the night before. Which isn't saying much. Correct, but you know, still has some momentum maybe going into sure. it. So second period gets a little better. Alex Petrangelo, a power play goal, is first from Shattenkirk and Stastny. So Stastny with a three-assist night. Shattenkirk gets his second of the night as well. Blues up three to nothing. And then shortly after that, Vladimir Tarasenko with a huge slap shot in the slot. Yeah, I mean, dude, talk about a puck being put on a tee for someone. I call that, I call that the, oh, that was a, that was a ponderesque slap shot. Yeah, because totally. he had the full wind up. He started winding up at, at the uh, red line and then just walked into it. The old Angel 94, you just hold it and you're yep. like, <laughs> sliding and then you take the shot. So Vladimir Tarasenko with his first from, Jaden Schwartz and Kevin Shattenkirk. So Shattenkirk with three assist night. Paul Stastny with their three assist night. So pretty awesome game. Unfortunately, in the third, this shutout was spoiled. Well, by the true shutout was spoiled. We do have, however, oh, a again. Ryan Miller shutout. Yes, he actually has a he had got shutout last night. I saw. I saw that. Or two nights ago. Yeah. Uh, fifteen forty-seven. Curtis Glencross scores on a power play from Mark Giordano and TJ Brody. So uh, pretty. Uh, I don't say not, not say boring by any means, but man, the Blues just completely dominated that game. Yeah, I mean, it's for a hockey fan, it was a snooze of a game because it was so one sided. As a Blues fan, you love it because every time we turn around, we're lighting the lamp again. Yeah, Blues thirty nine shots against Jonas Hiller and uh, only twenty four against uh, Brian Elliott. So nuts. Uh, Hiller uh, lay a couple nights later, actually. Uh, if you saw that against the uh, Blackhawks, yeah, two nights later saying. had almost had what was it fifty saves or forty eight yep. saves and won the game two to one, which is crazy. So you know, for him going from, well, I wasn't too impressed with him this game. He made some decent saves, but yeah, overall. I agree. So the real test after the Blues go to the West Coast gets a whole like five days off to October sixteenth. The Blues go play the much hated L.A. Kings. Yep, and. From unfortunately, I admit that uh, I was kind of uh, in and out because this is the night where you were out of commission. So I was trying my best to make notes and all that stuff, and I stopped taking notes after the first period and just tried to enjoy the game. Um, but the Blues were all over the place. It was a great look. That was a phenomenal game. I mean, the Blues did everything you wanted to see, except put a puck in the net. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's a Blues back and forth game. 
um, for through all three periods in overtime. Uh, the Blues had 43 shots against Jonathan Quick, only 18 for Brian Elliott. But the 18 against Brian Elliott, though, were quality chances. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, if you – I mean, the Blues might not – who knows, out of the 43 shots, I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to look at those, you know, shot chart to see what, which right. ones are quality. But I'd say out of the Brian Elliott ones, I'd say probably 15 out of the 18 yeah. were things where they were legit tests where he had to be sharp. Elliott and, made some key saves in that game. So the blue, I mean, it was start off good for the Blues. Jarrett Stoll took a penalty early and then uh, came back, and then they killed that off. The back and forth kind of uh, penalties against the Blues and also Kings. A lot of hits. The LA Kings out hit the Blues by a lot, which is fully expected. Yep. Um, the only the only comment I do have so far, which I think he played better last night. Uh, I was so far have not been impressed with the Petrangelo Ian Cole. Uh, no, I haven't either. And and then this is my whipping boy is like Ian Cole. Like you're, he's good for two things during a game: a minimum of two turnovers and at least a penalty every game. Yeah. And and part of me is like, I really want to give the guy a chance because it seems like he really hasn't gotten the full blown chance to you know impress. Sure. He's, he's only played like a game here and there. Maybe he gets like ten games in a row, and somebody's healthy and so on. You know, so. I wasn't really haven't been impressed with him so far, but I thought he played a better game uh, in in uh, Phoenix than he did. Uh, yeah, I agree. The game so far, so I, maybe he's just a slow starter. Who knows? But it could be. I you know what really stuck out in this game to me was um, when we got to the shootout. I really just was not impressed by the effort that either Oshie or Steen had in their shots. In a shootout, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just felt like, especially Oshie, I felt like came in, swung wide, went back across the crease in front of Quick, and basically just pushed it into his glove. Yeah, he got a, it looked like he fanned on it. It looked like he was trying to do like against the grain and go right. high, but he kind of fanned on it, so it kind of just didn't get enough lift, and he went right into his uh, glove. Yeah. Area. And then, you know, Steen just kind of came down the middle and... And Tried a quick fake and it didn't work. No, the only guy who I thought really like put a good move out there and made quick do anything was Tarasenko. Yeah, so a little disappointing there. So unfortunately, Jeff Carter just flew in, rifled a shot past uh, Brian uh, Elliott in the shootout to win it one nothing in the shootout. Do we know offhand what Brian Elliott's career record is in shootouts? Uh, I- they showed before the game, like I saw save percentage, and he had a 63.8 save percentage. Yeah, uh, he's... Which, uh, he was one, like, when I always, last year when we had, like, Halak or whatever, I was always happy Halak was in, because he seemed yeah, to, like, do better. I agree. And Elliott, yeah. for some reason, just doesn't seem to, like, The only well. shootout that stands out in my mind where he really won the game was, and I don't remember if it was last year or two years ago, but it was the shootout in Chicago that went like eight rounds. Was that the one in St. Louis or in Chicago? It was in Chicago. I think I was trying to talk about it. And it went like eight rounds. Shattenkirk ended up having the winner, but Elliott was in goal for that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, dude, it just seems like, you know, Elliott during a game will make incredible saves and then gets to a shootout and just locks up. Yeah, so... uh, yeah, like I said, like, at the end of the day, like, those points left on the table is not a good thing. So I'll give him a chance to be more, he's more a full-time starter. Maybe that's something he'll work on. Sure. And we'll go from, and we'll see how it goes. So the Blues, uh, head, continue their West Coast swing and head down to the Arizona Coyotes. That's right. Don't call them Phoenix. Correct. So this is the game, though, where I thought the Blues would do extremely well. And they did. And they did. So early on, um, kind of a 
Blues easily control the game, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of Tarasenko and Schwartz just looking amazing to start. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tarasenko had probably two or three really good opportunities, and Mike Smith was up to task so far. Yep. Which and he's been up and down. Yeah, he early part it, of the especially season. yeah, especially with the blue and against the Blues, he does not have a good record. He has no. like an eighty eight, eighty nine save percentage or something like yeah. that. And he's like on, I think four and ten, I want to say. So the Blues are eight. We're eight, and I saw this stat, which is crazy. They're eight one and one in their last ten in Phoenix. Yeah, which that is amazing that they're that's that away record for them. So the Blues get on the board at seventeen forty two mark of the first period. A power play goal from David Backus. His second of the year from Tarasenko and Schwartz. This was kind of almost Tarasenko's goal to again to a degree where he basically did the work and back as his usual flying through the crease, crashing into it and yep. hit off a skate, non distinct kicking motion so and went and went and went to the net. They said last year that goal probably wouldn't have counted until they changed the, the change rules the rule. this year. Yep. So that's what uh Pang and uh Kelly were like put like pounding home. They're just like that wouldn't have counted last year if you know. Yeah. So but it does I thought this year. Yep. Yeah, so I thought the Blues played extremely well that period, and I knew it would carry over. And uh, once it got going, they got going. So yeah, when the the gates definitely opened up for sure. So at the eleven forty two mark of the second period, Alexander Steen nets his first, which is very good to get him going. Yeah, and, you know, and that was it, it. wasn't a classic Steen goal. It wasn't necessarily a you know a dirty grinder goal, but if memory serves, he was you know just off the left shoulder. Of Mike Smith, yeah, and uh, and it just kind of put it right, I believe, over the other shoulder, uh, under actually, or was it under his between, arm, under the arm between the blockers, yeah, um, but went you know far side on him, and uh, yeah, I mean it, it was a goal scorer's goal by all means, but it wasn't you know what we got used to last year, which was him skating in and ripping one past someone. This was just kind of an opportunistic on the doorstep goal. Um, Good play by Backus, to great great play. Yeah, he was buying that and, and saw. Uh, Steen coming in and basically threw the puck uh, by Owen Ekman Larson right on Steen's stick and just one time to pass him. It was very reminiscent, without the traffic between him and the goalie, of the goal that Steen scored game one of the playoffs. Yeah. It wasn't as close. It was a little bit further out, but it was definitely there. That one was from Bacchus and Tarasenko. So 2 nothing, And then less than a minute later, or a little over a minute later, the Blues score again on the power play. Jaden Schwartz gets his second of the year. From Vladimir Tarasenko. So basically the puck was along the right side boards. Uh, Tarasenko looked like they, I watched this thing like three times and for life of me, it looks like it hit off a of Phoenix player's skate mm-hmm. and literally went right to Jane Schwartz in the slot and Schwartz just basically outweighed the defenseman. Yep. And Mike Smith and roofed it glove side and it was a beautiful shot. So yeah. that's the shot that I would like to have Thursday night. Unfortunately, I shot it low right into the guy's chest. I did at least get you the, get you the ball. It was right there, so I messed that up. So, Blues going a three nothing, looking good into the third period. I'm laying at bed at home after our game, and this, or no, it was Saturday last night. Right. I'm watching the game, and I'm just you know watching in bed, and just have my have my you know wide awake, and just have my uh, head on my hand, and just kind of sitting there with my you know propped up. Literally close my eyes for two seconds, and it felt like you ever have that time where you're like your eyes go sleep for like a minute, it feels like thirty seconds. Look at it, and there's uh, Bernie Frederick on the screen. I close my eyes, wake up, and there's a bunch of guys talking soccer. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what happened? And then I look at my my thing. I slept through the third period, the post-game show, and the beginning of the soccer match, apparently. Nice. I was just like, wow. And it felt like thir- not even 
a couple seconds. seconds. Yeah, it was yeah. like the weirdest thing. So I was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> luckily I just watched the highlights on the Blues. Uh, they got well, Luckily they put those up really quick on their yep. website. And I got to see uh, Jane Schwartz do his thing. So 55 seconds into the third period, Jane Schwartz gets his third goal of the year from Yori Latera with his first NHL point. Yep. It won right off the faceoff, right to Schwartz, roofed it beauty. again. Beauty. Like just a beauty of a Another uh, roofing shot. Fly. It was an awesome shot. So unfortunately, they're, uh, once again, Jake Allen, who was playing this game for his first game of the year. Who played great. I thought he played really good. It was very uh, sound overall. Yep. This goal, I don't think he had a chance on. A power no. play goal from Laurie Korpakowski, his yeah. first of the year. They uh, arrived from Shane Doan and Oliver Ekman. I said Owen. Oliver Ekman Larson. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. So, uh and then Blues come right back, and Laura Latera gets his first Beauty goal of, a goal of the year. It goes between the legs on a power play of Mike Smith from Steen and Shattenkirk. So Blues up 5-1 to one going into the late part of the third period, and lo and behold, Jane Schwartz with a hat trick. 2.1 seconds left in the game. Yep. Power play goal is fourth of the year, his third of the game from Shattenkirk and Latera. Uh, pretty much almost as similar to like his last goal. Like yeah. a rebound came off of... Uh, Shattenkirk shot and right Lutero, to him, right to him. He just threw it to the net and roofed it again, and didn't even celebrate the start. And then he looked at the Look clock. Look at the clock for thing he did. And then some people like were I saw on Twitter saying he was looking up and like looking for you know for his sister or something like that. And he after the game he's like, no, I was looking at the clock. Yeah, so, like he was I, looking for his clock, dude. And, and the thing is like it's great. You know, I mean, wrong. Like I hate how like he changed it, and that's the awesome thing he did. I just hate how they harp on it a lot because they brought it up like they're going to bring Panger, it up. Panger brought up like post game. I saw on NHL tonight when I watched it. Early this morning, right? And they brought it up like he's like, "Oh, you're for your sister." And he's like, "Well, I had like family and friends in the, you know." He's like, "Oh, your family was here," and he's like, "Oh yeah." So they got to see it. I was really happy. And it, it's like, okay, you bring it up once or twice. They brought it up like the game one. They brought it up. Yep. When I talked to him, game two, they brought it up when he scored. Or I one, say they you don't need to bring it up anymore. Like, like we get it. Like he changed it for his sister, and it's a fantastic thing that he did. I think once we get out of October, they'll stop talking about it. I know it's like and he had a really big game, his, his career game. So I guess I get it. But it's like, let's not make that about, like, right. like he's doing it for his sister. Like, it's great. He changed his number, and he's very close family guy, and that's awesome. Yep. But, like, you don't need to bring up every time he does something. Like, right. every time, number 17 out there, Drake Schwartz, and he, hey, where's his number because of his sister? And it's like, don't say it every time. Right. Like, just say it's Jaden Schwartz. Yep. Like, every once in a while, you can bring it up, because it is an important story, because it was kind of brought up a lot in the hockey community. I think, you know, it's... The fact that he changes, changed his number is what makes it a bigger deal right now. And that's why I say I think once we get through this first month of the season, people get used to the fact that number 17 is Jaden Schwartz now. It's not Vladimir Saboka. Mm-hmm. I think it will go away. Yeah. And then I thought the best thing after the game, too, I don't know if you saw the little thing between Oshi, Schwartz, and Ott. No, I didn't. Uh, where it was Ott's like 700th game. Uh-huh. And then it was like Schwartz's career game. So basically, Oshi was given... Uh, uh, crap that Schwartz stole his moment. And then nice. he's like, hopefully he left some of these goals in this number nine from last year. And then, <laughs> and then he said something else. And then there, so it was, it was a nice little thing. So anyway, that was my minor rant. Uh, another, also another career game actually for Vladimir Tarasenko too. Three assists in this game. Plus Dude, two. I love the start to the season that Tarasenko's having. I know he's only got what one goal, but yeah, one goal and four in, uh, now he has two goals now. So. You're right. I'm sorry. Two goals. Um, but he is a factor every time he's on the ice. You know, he is a factor in almost every goal the Blues have scored. And he's 
busting his ass. And this is what we wanted to see. We needed to see him continue this ascension that we saw last year, just like Schwartz. And now you have someone for, for Tarasenko to, to, who has already got chemistry with him with Laterra. Mm-hmm. I think those two guys are going to be incredible together. I think by the time we get to Christmas, those dudes are going to be the talk of the NHL. Yep, they've been doing really well, and I think that... They already have they, a nickname. What was that one? Laterasenko. I did see that the other day. But uh, I like that Hitch also is sort of stuck with his lines pretty much. Yes, huge and so unlike him. I was really afraid after the Ranger loss that you would see him basically just shuffle everything up. And he really didn't, so I'm kind of happy he stuck with that. So a couple of news and notes that came out of all these games. Uh, the biggest note, which we didn't really talk to, I was saving for this point, was uh, unfortunately at the early part of the first, actually first shift, Yep. Uh, Paul Stastny got hit by Martin Hansel, and then also another hit, which I think was by uh, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, and he fell awkwardly on his first hit. It looked like he kind of hit his arm, his left wrist area, forearm, yep. kind of like awkwardly. And then another hit, he kind of like Wasn't landed on it. He just landed on it. And he started shaking it immediately, so he knew that wasn't good. He left the game and did not return. As soon as he, as soon as I saw the replay of the second hit with him landing on it, I was sitting at home going, "Yep, I know that. I know that well." <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, they're saying upper body injury day to day. He is not going to play against the Ducks. Ducks tonight. So um, I got a feeling at least a week. You know, I, I would say he's back by Chicago. I'd hope so. Um, you know. I can say that we're talking about a guy who's in much better shape than I am, has access to much better medical staff and training than I do. Mm-hmm. And I right now, 72 hours afterwards, like I can move my arm. Yeah. It's still sore. Um, but I, from a guy who like, dude, when it happened, I couldn't move my arm. We thought you broke your arm. And you know, the way that Stasny went off, I thought the same thing. So if, if he's got, you know, a degree of essentially what it sounds like is exactly what happened to me, a sprained elbow and, and, and wrist, or at least sprained elbow forearm. Dude, like, I'm much more mobile now, ow, yeah. <laughs> than I thought I would be. I could see him being ready for Thursday, but if I'm Hitch, I think depending on how the team plays tonight against the Ducks, I could see Hitch saying, Sit out Thursday. We need you for Chicago. Yeah, that's a very important. All games are important, but the Blackhawks game is division rival. Maybe set a tone for the rest yes, of the season. I agree. So uh, let's go with the games that are upcoming. Oh, one more note that I forget: the Blues actually recalled Saturday. Yeah, defenseman Pateri Lindbaum, who is actually going to make his NHL debut tonight. That's great. I did not see yet who is scratched. So maybe I, I have not seen either. So I'm not sure. But uh, Hitch did say the flu bug was going through the team right now. Oh, so. Magnus Payarvi is taking uh, Stastny's spot, which I figured would happen. Uh, yeah. Anybody who got injured was a skill-type player, I would always be Payarvi's spot. And anybody who on the bottom six got hurt, or at least the third fourth line, I figured that would be like the Portland Porter would go in. Yeah, I agree. So as of right now, nobody's been called up, which I think is definitely a good thing that Stas- that for like Stastny. Yeah. Um, and with the flu, I figured if that was like that bad and Stasny's they thought would be longer, they would call somebody from Chicago by now. I would have thought you would have seen, you know, Yaskin get called up yeah, or something. So something like that. But they did. Yeah, so, uh, Terry Limbaugh will be making his debut tonight. I'm very excited to see how he does it. Me show. too. If he works out, it's good to have depth. 
but also it could make somebody possibly expendable to the point of a trade of some sorts. Like yeah. I don't, I don't think everybody says Jordan Leopold is top to go. I don't think it'll be Jordan. I don't Leopold. think it is either. Honestly, like the only and the other thing is like Cole's very cheap, but he could get you the most out of anybody. Right I I, I agree. I think he's got the most value because he's the least cap hit for any team who takes him on. And he's also and he's young. And he's he's also restricted. restricted next year, so you still have cost control next year. Correct. So if he let's say he blossomed outside of St. Louis, which I think is highly possible. He has some system that works a lot better for yep. him or whatever. Let's say he blossoms and he's now at 870, 850K. Yeah. And you can get him next year. Let's say he does really good. You know, he's not going to get more than maybe like 1.6, 1.5 at the most. Yep. So you're looking at really cost effective defenseman for at least another year or two. And, so, and I'm not saying that we need to ship him out, but I agree. You know, it is something that we've talked about even during the previews is this team has got such a surplus of talent. And Chris Butler is down there too. And then, you know, you still have Hockenpah is down there, which yep. it worries me that we've brought in so much to like, maybe those guys aren't the first call ups anymore. Edmondson is still hurt. Yep. So that's kind of a concern. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see on what happens with Lindbrom. So I'm kind of excited to see. What Remember, happens we've then. still got Gunnarsson who's coming back at some point. Correct. So that's the other uh, factor too. So, I mean, you're going to be stacked. Like Lindbaum will probably just be here for a, a spell. Yep. But. He in three games he has one goal and assist and a plus three down I'm, Chicago. That's great. So he has a cannon of a shot, big bodied, only twenty one years old, a six round pick. Yeah. So for once the Blues get a low round pick. That and it pays off. Well, it that, looks like it's paying off. Well, it looks good. So a guy that they really thought nothing, not thought nothing of, but a guy they're like, okay, he's gonna go to the Finland for another sure. year or two before he gets over here, and then it'll probably be another year or two, and they're expecting this guy to be another three years off at least. Yep. That was like the that was like the max, and all of a sudden this guy is one of the last cuts, and then he says he wants to stay in North America because he's a North American player, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I went through our list, and I believe we talked about this, but we I just wanted to bring it up again that uh, guys that did not make the team, so like Peter Mueller left. Yes, like I believe I believe we redressed that before. Yep. So, and also. Um, uh, Ryan Whitney, I want to bring him up because he actually signed with the HC Sochi team in the KHL uh, this week. Oh, look at him! So they were they probably was a the one time or two time Olympian and NHL defenseman. Sure. So he's uh so he got a job now. So who knows? That could have made him look. They might have got him on the radar with the thing. So that's what he wanted to do and look for him. Uh, another guy who has still been rumored around and he's been actually with some junior trying not trying out but keeping in shape for some junior team is Paul Bissonnette, who didn't make the team, but really impressed a lot of people in the Blues Brass and a yeah. lot of players on his attitude and just a really nice guy. I think guy. the dude wants to play. So I think it's just he's – I think the dude really wants to be an NHL. So I think he really kind of waiting for that first 10 game mark, and if there's nobody really kind of biting, he maybe yeah. he'll sign like the two-way at the Blues because honestly – or maybe he's just waiting for something to happen with the Blues. Who knows? Because if you have – um like Reeves go down per se. You Reeves, need that force like, a role. Like a Cody Beach is okay, but he's I don't think he's NHL caliber guy. No, I don't either. And uh Jacob Doty is not H that definitely not because he's Correct. got shipped to the Alaska Aces, so he's way down there. Yeah. So I think he would definitely be on a two way contract here, which I think would be a good signing just for his that type of role I if, agree. if we needed it. So we'll see what happens there. So games upcoming this week, uh, tonight, October 19th, when we're recording, the Blues are at the Anaheim Ducks. Thursday night, the return of Ryan Miller to the Scott Trade Center. Do you think he plays? Yeah, because Lack played last night. 
That doesn't matter. Remember, he didn't want to play against the... Uh, That's Halak. Oh, sorry. Halak didn't want to play against us. Miller, we were... He, Depending on what you read, he didn't. We played like Buffalo. He didn't play. He didn't play, but that's because he said that it was more important to play against Chicago, which was the next night. So, well, whatever. And then after, that, here's part two: Does he get cheers or does he get booed? Yeah, mix. I think more booze than anything because he wasn't here long enough. I I think that's unfair. I think I think you're right, and I think it's extraordinarily unfair if they boo him. I think there'll be more of like when you have. I think the every diehards who were, I was like, I wanted the trade to happen and then it just didn't work out. Whatever. Yeah, man. And then, but I think like the people who were just like, oh, blue, it's blue season, let's go blues, and then they show up and they're like, oh, didn't we have that guy last year? Oh, screw that guy. Yeah, you know, type thing. It's like, oh, he signed to get away from us, and they don't know the whole backstory. Right. So I think there'll be more of those type of people in the building than there is diehards. I so hope, I think there'll be more booing. I hope for the sake of the team that he gets cheered. I like to think that we have intelligent fans. There are certain things that I follow and read that make me realize we don't. <laughs> um, but I really hope if you guys are, are listening to this, I don't boo Ryan Miller. The dude does not deserve to get booed. Yep. So we're going to have this probably actually, I thought we'll probably work on getting this up while we're watching the game. Nice. So, uh, another thing that uh, my Blues play, which is probably the biggest game, so second biggest game, at least this comp this year, the Kings being the first, and the Blues play at home against the Chicago Blackhawks on October 25th. Yay, yay. And Chris's birthday, which we are not going to be able to watch this game. I know. Well, we have phones. We have phones. We'll actually be out and about. So um, that is about all our Blues news and notes for the week. Did you see the crazy rumor that hit uh, no. Facebook? Uh, I forget where the the original story broke. One of those forums, right? But a trade rumor that the Blues are kicking the tires on Alexander Ovechkin. No, that's probably not going to be true. <laughs> Absolutely not true. I did his five goals this year, and it looks like a rejuvenated uh, the old Alexander yeah. Ovechkin. So I forget. No. Like what I saw was here's the things that make me laugh. Is number one, the quote unquote rumor was Ovechkin to St. Louis. For Steen, no. Ratty, no. and I think a first. Way too low. Plus, we our first wouldn't be until next year's anyway. Right. So it's like we don't have a first-round pick for two years. I don't think it's Oh, sorry. Uh, Steen, Ratty, a first. Something else. And there's something else. Who cares? Um, yeah. But, but then else. the best was this guy goes, well, dude, here's my source. And it was on like a just a hockey thread, like a hockey chat board. Yeah. And this guy goes, keep in mind, my source is the same guy who called that Ryan Miller was going to St. Louis. You don't say. Yeah. Because that wasn't well known amongst everybody. Yeah, that wasn't something that I was talking about for like a year and a half, kind of like the Jay Bomeister trade that was kind of like been kicked around and it finally happened. So, I don't know, that's just one of those things. Like, I go to Hockey Future boards just to be entertained. Sometimes. Oh, dude. Um, <laughs> and it's not as much for Blues anymore. Usually the Toronto fans take over that, the Canada fans. Yeah. Especially the Edmonton fans now, like, Blow up our team and give us oh. anybody. Take all our guys with overflated contracts and give us anybody. The only person that seems like everybody is like decently likes is actually Perron, which is give him a year. No, I mean, dude, but nobody <laughs> plays defense on him. When Perron is the guy who's considered a two way forward in that team, that's sad. That's saying something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a, Edmonton is in the dumps. Colorado look not good, dude. How about us being dead wrong on Colorado and Nashville? Yeah. So I will, uh, it's early, but if you would have told me 
that Nashville would be leading the Central. Yeah, they look good so far. I mean, they've actually they have now they lost in overtime to Chicago last night. Did you see that? Oh, that's right, I did. They blew their lead, but still at the same time, they held in with Chicago, one to one to one. You know, um, then they lost two to one. You know, it's crazy overtime. If you look at the points right now in the Central, it goes eight seven six five four three two. Yeah, I think everyone's a point from the person above and below. Yeah, it's gonna be a tight contest. So I'm gonna be, uh, like I said, it's early. So who knows? But yeah. uh, Winnipeg's awful. Colorado has looked awful, and they lost their starting goalie who carried them through last year. Yep. Rito Barra looks awful. The one night I, I, I actually for my birthday I, I was able to get the center ice package from my wife's family, all pitched in and paid for it. So which is awesome. Hey, wait so a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! And you, sorry. I got so I was like, and you too. Sorry. I got skin in that game too. Well, that was the night where they had like I was with their house celebrating. So you right. did, so you did too as well. And my other gift, which I'm wearing right now, yep, would bring us to our next segment, the Jersey Watch segment. Um, I actually got my first non NHL jersey. Welcome, yeah. So Welcome to the club from the uh, CHL, the Calgary Hitmen 20th anniversary jersey, um, pink and black. So uh, just like their old. I mean, if you've ever seen it, um, I'll try. I'll try to tweet out a picture during the game. Maybe yeah, I'll put something out there. Um, but yeah, it was uh, something we saw a long time ago, and yep. then I told, I guess you mentioned it to my wife, and she mentioned to other people, and so on and so forth. And I was able to get that, and it's very awesome and actually really comfortable too. For those of you who may be pro wrestling fans as well, it's the jersey from uh, the team that Bret Hart was involved in. So that's why it's pink and black. That's why it's called the Hitman. Uh, and then there's a patch the patch on is the, the best part. Right, shoulder right shoulder, right shoulder that uh, that says the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. And it says 1995 or 1994 to 2004 or 2015, 1995 to 2015. Sorry, yep. look at my shoulder. And it is awesome. So that was my little jersey watch thing. And Chris, another jersey that I super want. I super want too. Uh, so the New York Islanders for the last year on Long Island are celebrating basically their entire history at the Coliseum. And they are bringing back the Gordon's Fisherman guy. So I have always said I, I want an Islanders jersey. It's one of the few I don't have. And I would kill for one with the Gordon's fish sticks. Can you order it? I didn't look it up. You can't. The only thing that they're selling to the public are t-shirts and hats. The team is going to wear the jerseys for, I think, four games this year Mm. and auction them off for charity. Oh, man. Um, I wish they'd auction them. If they auction them off online, I might have to pick some random guy. (laughs) They might, actually. I I don't remember if they said they're going to do it live or if it's going to be on eBay. We will hit up Dominic. You could go on eBay right now and find them online. Like I did it last night, and I found a a ton of them. But um, they're all like, you know, larges and extra larges. Yeah, that's the thing I never find, like, big guy size. Um, Dude, I'm telling you, there's that store that I buy my stuff on eBay that's got everything. Yeah, I'll have to look one up and get one. Because that's one of the jerseys, like... It's so ugly at the time. Everyone hated it. But I look back on it, and I'm like, I I want that jersey. We, uh... For that jersey, this is make... Sorry, I know you're going to yell at me about making you feel old when I say this. But when I was in grade school, and that jersey was, like, very popular... I hate you. (laughs) I know. <laughs> I know. So anyway, and it's grade school. Obviously, you can't do anything. Go out and do right. like adult things or hang out and stuff. You don't have a car or anything. So the thing we used to do a lot of is we'd play uh, as a group of like four of us. We'd play uh, basement hockey. Yeah. And we just had little sticks and we'd just basically tape up like get hockey tape, tape like a sock and tape it sure. up. And we had goals set up. And my buddy had like. Like not like your jersey collection, but right, like but he had a good, like twenty five jerseys. So we'd all grab a jersey, 
and I love grabbing that. That was the only jersey I grabbed. I grabbed the Islander jersey every time. Nice. And we'd sit there and play that. Like seven, we'd be at his house, say there seven to like two o'clock in the morning, just Dude. playing and just be like, you know, tired as hell. So awesome. And that's how I remember because I just love that jersey. I'd wear that like we play that all the time, and that just be like that's one of the reasons why it just kind of reminds me of those days. And that's another reason why I love that jersey. I uh, I remember I worked at a sporting goods store that was really more of an apparel store. We didn't sell equipment, uh, but we used to always get hockey jerseys in, but we never ever got that Islanders jersey again and I wanted it so bad and that was back in the day where uh I think Nike had the contract for the NHL yes and with the exception of some jerseys like they never did it to the Blues they never did it to the Blackhawks but for some of the jerseys they were just screen printing the crests on the jersey and I know that that was one of them where it was like it was paint, just painted on like your yeah, stripes okay. would be on anything else. Um, but they, they've now come back and CCM has ones where there's actually like a crest on it. Mm. But I remember like, wow, it was such a cheap looking jersey. But man, like I want the Fisher, Fish Sticks guy so bad. I yeah. want the Gordon Fish Sticks jersey. The, so that's another thing which will uh, be coming up this season. We're going to have, when the Blues play the Islanders, uh, our friend, a friend of a friend, actually. Yep, uh, Dominic. Dominic, he runs uh, Lighthouse Hockey, which is uh, over at uh, SB Nation, one of the SB Nation websites. Yeah. And uh, a really nice-looking website. So It's I was a like, great – if you're a hockey fan, like even general, if you're not necessarily an Islanders fan, if you're a hockey fan, it's a good read. It's very uh, odd. There's like uh, like we, Dominic, filled in on our team for the one night we didn't have a game. Right. And I was talking to him, and that was the day they made the, or maybe two days before, they made the whole uh, Boy Chuck, yeah. Nick Letty trade, just talking about that, and just how excited he was about that. It was cool to kind of see That team was 4-1 and one before last night. Yeah, 4-0, and oh, then they lost. I'm sorry, 4-0, yeah, lost to the uh, Penguins. Penguins, 3-1. to one. So maybe it's what a goaltender will do for you. Yep, so, I mean, uh, yeah, so Dominic, I talked to him, and he's like, um, he's game for it, so... And Blues play the Islanders twice this year, or I think they play them twice this year. I'll yep. look it up. Home and away. Yep. And uh, Dominic will come on and give us a little preview on how the Islanders are looking. So we're going to be lining up some guests like that throughout nice. the year to uh, give us previews on certain things. Unfortunately, our friend Bobby couldn't be on for the uh, – that was our whole week of just being sick and injured. Sick and injured. So unfortunately, but maybe we'll have him on before the Kings come – one of the future Kings ga- uh, games in L.A. Yeah. Or well, we, yeah, we'll t- we've, I talked to him a little bit afterwards, and he was talking crap, of course. So, Oh, yeah. So anyway, but uh, yeah, so everything's looking good so far for the Blues. A 2-1-1 start, playing a tough team in Anaheim without Stastny. But uh, I, knew this, I knew the beginning of the season was going to be rough just to get out of the gate because we had a tough schedule in October. There's a lot of good teams. You know, you don't have any of those quote-unquote cupcake teams. We had Calgary. And Phoenix. I, uh, I thought Phoenix was at least be – they always were seem like with Dave Tippett, like a tough team to play. Yeah. I was kind of surprised on how that game went last night. The when one, they blew it open, man, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. The one thing that I would caution Blues fans on doing, and you basically just hit this point, was in our first four games we've played the two teams that were in the Stanley Cup final and two teams who didn't make the playoffs. Yep. So temper your heartache when we lose – and temper your enthusiasm when we blow teams out. Yep. Because we've won the two games that we were supposed to, and we hung in there but lost yeah. in the two games that were competitive. And then the like the things that the Island Rangers won a bad bounce away from Yeah. And then look, we, we had a bad bounce against the the Rangers and that game against LA, 
that is what an elite goaltender will do. Mm-hmm. An elite goaltender will take a, a team that gives up we'll 43 steal you, steal shots. You, steal you a game eight. And you get a one nothing shootout win when you gave up 43 shots. The Blues have nothing to hang their heads about in that LA game. Nope. So no. I thought I thought that was one of the, actually the best game they played so far. Honestly. I agree. I thought it was better than the like six to one game, better yep. than four to one game, even better than uh, well the Rangers game once it got going in the third period. I thought that was they played really good in the third. Yes, but I thought that was their best game where there was constant pressure. And the only time LA really had a chance was they were like, no more their golden opportunities, and Brian Elliott was there. And that's exactly yes. what we need Brian Elliott to do is just make the saves you're supposed to save, make, make, maybe make a couple that you're not supposed to here and there, and we're good to go. There were, there were a few times in that game where I was getting frustrated at the same mistakes of having problems clearing the zone. Yeah. But as a whole, like, the sustained pressure that that team had, um, was great. Like the Blues had so much more sustained pressure in the attack zone than I can remember in years past, and that's what you're going to need to do all season long. Yep. So looking good. We're going to head upstairs right now and watch the game, and maybe do a little bit of live tweeting. So uh, thanks for listening, and I think uh, next week the we're going to go with the uh, bring back the Blues Hall of Shame for next week. Yeah. So if you have any suggestions any nominees for the hall of shame please email tweet whatever yep so if you want to go ahead and tweet it's at blues hockey nhl um if you want to do my personal one at jpm blues fan 21 i'm at hossapalooza and you can spell that out online it should be on the uh our website now yeah everything is going to be website is slowly being updated (laughs) my wife found unfortunate issues with it that we need to fix and all the pictures that were supposed to go up there gone forever i don't know where they're at she can't find them oh well it happens so anyway we're gonna go ahead and work on that slowly also hit us up on facebook uh blues hockey podcast on facebook over 100 likes now 104 nice. likes and i consider that actually awesome good almost at 200 follows as well so we're getting there and uh, i appreciate we have some important follows too yes so we're happy about the blues president thanks chris for uh Zimmerman for following us. That's pretty awesome, yeah. So um, we're looking good, and I think everything, we're going to be a week, from here on out, should be a week in and a week out. No matter Barring what. me losing an arm again. And, and, and my and, child being constantly sick. Right. I mean, so <laughs> um, holiday season, we'll figure that out. But outside of that, we should be good to go. Yep, I agree. So uh, also, thanks, last thing before I always forget, thanks to Brooke Royal. Once again, for Bleed Blue, you can get that song on iTunes and Amazon. Four ninety nine cents. Please hit up them up. The new album will be out sometime in two thousand fifteen. It looks like. Yep. So we'll be we'll keep you guys updated there. So thanks everybody for listening again. We'll catch you next week. See ya.